Good evening to our audience all over the world, whether you're listening live on Radio Sega or tuning in elsewhere. This week, the Sega guys are coming home. It's November, and you know what that means. It's time for an international football tournament, just like we have every summer. <laughs> what? <laughs> in order to get us into the World Cup spirit, even though it's not quite the usual time of year, we've got a special show for you all, and I could only be joined by one man. The number nine to my number eight, the Ali McCoy's to my Paul Gascoigne. It's James the Sakeaholic. How are you doing, mate? Oh, I'm absolutely sensational. Absolutely sensational, they've done. <laughs> it's very easy to do an Ali McCoy's impression. You just talk as if you've washed your two front teeth and you just talk like that all the time. <laughs> I'm not even going to try doing a Paul Gascoigne impression. My uh, my tune accent is, leaves a lot to be desired. Mate, I don't think Paul Gascoigne can talk like Paul Gascoigne anymore. <laughs> I was. Uh, I was yeah, I was torn between doing uh, Ali McCoist um, and um, uh, Gordon Drury, since uh, both Gazza and uh, and Drury played for Spurs and Rangers. Yes, uh, a long yeah. storied history of players: Richard Goff, Gordon Drury, Mark Falco, Alan Hutton, Graham Roberts, Paul Gascoigne, Pedro Mendes, all coming yes, to mind. Mendes. <laughs> yeah, Mendes who scored the goal that never was at Old Trafford. Yeah, gosh. Raging for that one. Raging. Get away with that. Jesus. <laughs> I got away with absolute murder. that behind the line. It's the look on the cameras as well. Uh, he runs when he kind of starts looking to see, mate, there's 60,000 people that have just seen it. It's like, but not the line. Eh? Well. This is the days before VAR. I will. Oh, yeah, God. Let's <laughs> do that the better. Well, it today. Who knows? Could be a few contentious decisions. <laughs> How you doing, though, mate? You alright? Ah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Just uh, getting on with work and life and enjoying the, the joys of, of Twitter interaction again. My attack videos went mental, although not as mental as you are. Bloody Yakuza video, man. That's. Yeah, that's a turn the notifications off. Turn the notifications off. Turn the notifications off to about 10,000 likes. So it's just getting out of hand. <laughs> oh, because Kitty, you kick, kicked a man 50 feet in the air and they kept on spinning. <laughs> <laughs> well, people were linking their other videos to me. Um, like they've done the same stuff, the same bug, and got like two likes. It's just Twitter's just there's just no science behind it. It's bizarre. Nah, it's just <laughs> right place, right time, and so that's all it is. Yeah. Other than that, the kids made me feel old today. So um, my uh, yeah, well they, they do that anyway. But my uh, my youngest Slime Rancher Two's come out, which is her most <laughs> second most anticipated game of the year behind Goat Simulator. But they're both next gen only. So she's like, oh, I want them for Christmas. It's like, you all can get them, but you can only play them on Daddy's Xbox. You can't play them on your old Xbox One. But why? I was like, well, to be fair, the Xbox One's older than you are. <laughs> and my boy starts laughing going, oh, dear, is it wow. that old? And he go, and she goes, oh, I want to play on the other Xbox. You know the white Xbox I had? I said, that's the Xbox 360. And my lad goes, that's even older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> he's 15. He's 15 next month. Oh my god! And I was like, 
so daddy what's what xbox are you are you old is older than you it's like none i'm older than all the xboxes and i was i was i was, I was young i was about your age when all the when the first playstation came out so i was like what did you play sega someone hit the pause button please life is going too fast yeah nine years old anyway but yeah what better way to celebrate the 2022 world cup mate than to to talk about some retro football games Mm -hmm. yes we've got something quite unique that we've had a lot of fun planning our whatsapp messages to and fro planning this have been um, nothing short of entertaining so i hope (laughs) that you guys enjoy what we've come up with as much as we enjoyed planning it um what we have got is basically we have chosen between us eight of the, the kind of what we, we thought would be the best games to pick across all Sega generations of hardware football games. And what we're going to do is we're going to pit them against each other in a knockout style World Cup tournament. But we're not just going to sit here and go, oh, we've picked this game against that game. Oh, no, we've come prepared. Dan? <laughs> <laughs> prepared is uh well this is the thing this is completely un unrehearsed in a way that we don't know what order these are kind of come out in we've got a draw uh we don't know what game's going to start against what there's no seeded ones so all the games we're going to be coming no, up with the results as <laughs> 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 we go along so yeah we've got the uh got all the teams in a little cup here and uh, I'll start drawing them when you're ready, James, and we'll uh, we'll see who is playing who. I feel like I should have like a UEFA background or something here. <laughs> 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 so we will now commence the draw for the Sega Guys World Cup 2022. <laughs> then we'll draw the names of the numbers for the teams one to eight, and James will read the number the names of the teams. So, here we so go. Well, first one's falling out, and number one. Oh, stupid bastard, Dan. I put these on the, on <laughs> post-it notes and folded them on the sticky side so now they're hard to get open. Right. <laughs> Number three. Sorry, mate, even even Clarence Sedloff <laughs> couldn't get them at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. A big hitter out the hat first. It's FIFA International Soccer. Oh, and who could have foreseen in, the late, in, in late 1993 when FIFA brought its cutting-edge isometric take on the beautiful game to the Mega Drive that it would go on to become the global franchise that it is today? Not me. It's like I said <laughs> on, the, uh, on the Mega Drive episode, I, I was saying to my brother, I wonder if they'll make another one. <laughs> <laughs> and who will right. FIFA face off against? Number four. Number four. So FIFA has been drawn against the Mega Drive title Italia 90, known as World Championship Soccer outside of Europe and Super Football 2 in Brazil, released in November of 1992. Super Football 2. Now that's an interesting one. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> Sega Lord X shared that, uh, had it in a, in a recent video of his, and uh, yeah, the US version does look a lot more uh, look a lot more plain without the license, and it must be said. But uh, uh, onto uh, onto match number two. So the first team out of the cup is number one. Number one is International Victory Goal. 
developed by Tima Kia. This Western launch title gave football fans the beautiful game they craved on their brand new Sega Saturn. And they will be playing. Number six. Number six is UEFA Euro 96, developed by Gremlin Interactive. The reskin of Actua Soccer was a Saturn exclusive and the official game of the tournament, released on May 30th, 1996, with promotional material including big foam hands with the Sega Saturn logo on Euro 96. So, yep, it's a victory goal against Euro 96. And that's the game that we've both got uh, Gazza and Ali in. I don't think they're in any of the other ones, are they? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> right. Game number three, starting with number seven. Number seven. Oh, it's a big hitter. It is one of the biggest football games of the 90s. It is, of course, Sensible Soccer, the Amiga classic which came to the Mega Drive in November of 1993. Created by Sensible Software in the UK, the game attained a status which seen it referred to universally as simply Sensi. <laughs> and, sense, and up against Sensi, I don't, I don't envy them. Is number five. Number five is Virtua Striker 2, the AM2 Arcade Smash of Summer 97, ported to Dreamcast in December 99 uh, and obviously came out in the West in March of 2000. A huge hit in Japan. It was the second highest grossing arcade game in Japan in 1998 behind Tekken 2, but it did take the top spot in 1999. I know, that's a a heavyweight fight, that is. (laughs) <laughs> Two big guns going in. So, number eight is the next one. Number eight, we have Worldwide Soccer 97. And that was, of course, also developed by Team Akia, released on the Sega Saturn in late 1996 and considered by many to be one of the favourites for this tournament. Oh, it's, it's, certainly my, it's certainly one of mine. And I've got a feeling that it's going to be up against its upgrade so that's the only one left, number two. Number two, yeah, Worldwide Soccer 2000 Euro Edition, developed by Silicon Dreams and published by Sega Europe, released in June of 2000. So it's a bit of a derby there, isn't it, really? A bit of a derby, yeah. <laughs> the Worldwide Soccer derby. <laughs> so the four ties we have then is FIFA International Soccer versus Italian 90, International Victory Goal versus uh, Euro 96, Sensible Soccer versus Virtua Striker 2 and Worldwide Soccer 97 versus Worldwide Soccer 2000 in the Worldwide Soccer Derby. <laughs> right, and then we'll do uh, we'll do the winner of FIFA versus Italia 90 and victory goal in 96 in semi-final one and the winners of the Sensi versus... That's a very, uh, very heavy... Second bracket there, isn't it? Sensi versus Virtua Striker and the Worldwide Soccer Derby. Yeah, we're going to lose two big hitters in those uh, in game three and four. Um, I mean, <laughs> I think game game one, FIFA has to be favourite there. Game two, you know, victory goal versus Euro 96 could go either way to throw the, the football <laughs> puns in there. Um, <laughs> But 
no, so the, the idea was that we would just basically, you know, face the games off against each other. Um, and if we are unable to decide Martin Tyler voice, we'll have to go to VAR. <laughs> so, so VAR on this occasion is um, CVG's reviews because we VAR of course has to be impartial, you know. So um, we've decided to use the the CVG um, review scores in the event of a tie, and we have to go to to VAR to to split the yeah. decision. <laughs> CVG is the only mag that actually was around for all of these. <laughs> Uh, there you go. That's a claim of fame, isn't it? <laughs> They're the only ones that I could find a review for for uh, for Italia ninety. And uh, yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll see if we, if we get to VAR, we'll talk about the scores. <laughs> so, mate, do we want to do we, we want to jump into? We may not. We may not. So, do we'll, we want we'll to jump, jump into, into the, uh, the first one? Yeah, mate. So FIFA, um, God, I remember first getting this back in 1993. God, hard to believe that was 29 years ago. <laughs> I remember, Jesus. I remember seeing the ads for it. I remember seeing all that because there was like big, huge two two-page spreads in like Mega Magazine and Games Master, and it had these had all like the animations of like. So when they're doing a bicycle kick or anything, and it was just basically this isn't this isn't a game. This is full on eleven versus eleven. This is stadium sounds recorded. This is authentic. And to be honest, it was like nothing else to play before because it really was really drilling down on that simulation side of it. I mean, most of what I'd played before that, I played uh, I played kickoff too. I played. Uh, World Cup Italia 90, which is obviously the uh, the foe in this game. I played Micro Pro Soccer. I don't know if you've ever played that one on the Commodore 64, because um, that was made by Sensible Software back in the day. Uh, so plays an awful lot like uh, a proto sensi that one. But they're all still very arcadey. It was this still felt this felt like you know the real deal. Um, so yeah, that's the play the character the players moved. It just all felt so authentic. Uh, Lovely little touches on it. Love the little dot matrix display that comes up with the little animations when you score a goal. And, know, the, and everyone the, loves the wee ball with the hands that flap. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's such a nineties thing. You see, you, like today you go to any stadium, it's got a full screen up there. Like back in the day, those little dot matrixes were. Those looking at those, thinking of those just makes you feel all fuzzy, mate. So you don't get that sort of stuff anymore. <laughs> And of course, you know, running away from the referee, standing in front of the goalkeeper and he's trying to boot the ball out, all that sort of hijinks. But yeah, it's uh, it's brilliant stuff, mate. And I know it was on your uh, Dirty Dozen Mega Drive games, wasn't it, when we recorded that? Mm. Yeah, that's right. I mean, again, the first place I played um, FIFA was on, the, was on the, the Amiga. And it was one of the the rare Amiga games that I didn't play that. So uh, it was like um, I had the, the the big box version. It was actually really nice. The kind of white outer sleeve came out and you had this nice black box inside with the EA logo printed on it and obviously your discs and your manual inside. It was a really, really nice kind of presentation and I've not seen footage of the Amiga version in a long time, but at the time I played it, it felt 
again having seen kind of clips and like kind of obviously magazines and and seen it, I think it was on Games Master as well, and seen it on there. It, it was pretty close. It was a decent conversion on the Amiga. The color palette wasn't quite up to what the Mega Drive was. It looked a bit kind of duller, but I mean, the the Dutch goalkeeper was still a bastard. Yeah, you know, it's that, that <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but I just it, it was crazy, you know. You know, obviously you went for Sensei. That's you know top down, very simple, one button, you know, tap to to pass, hold into shoot, you know, after touching, you know, pull back on the joystick to to add kind of loft and things like that. And you know, you were having a game where you know even if you were taking a corner, you had like a wee kind of preview window to show where you wanted to put the ball and yeah, you know the the fans and the. And, and, and all that and you know <laughs> just goalie puts it over the bar and the crowd react and stuff like that so it was, oh, it was yeah. crazy to see that they did try and add that kind of level of realism into it you know so aye, it's it's definitely one of the kind of the big hitters and I mean as we said at the start when we drew the, the team out it's like or the, the game out like no one could have foreseen then that it would go on when I wanted FIFA 23 you know, but it's like <laughs> you know, twenty twenty three. It's it's not the twenty third FIFA game. You know, it's like <laughs> how, many games, how many games has there been? You know, so um, no, it's yeah. it's a stalwart of the nineties um, and just an absolute classic game. Yeah, agree, mate. It's uh, still so much charm to it. Still loads of fun. Me and my lad were playing it uh, a little while back. Just uh, he was like, "What's the first FIFA?" I was like, "We'll come here." And they got pulled out the old great big box, stuck that t- cart with a yellow tab in, and off we went. But uh, no, it's, it's great that it came to the Amiga like that because it's it actually got ported to a fair few platforms. And um, I think, given how decent I've not played the Amiga version, but given how decent Desert Strike was on the Amiga as well, I can imagine that it was a fairly decent port. Mm. So that's the Game Gear port was good as well, by the way. I've seen it, you know, I've not played the Game Gear port. I'd love to get I had that. I'd love to. Have I had it. that. That was that was that was decent, by the way. It was actually really really good. Oh, I need to hunt that down then. <laughs> I've got that and that and the, that and the Mega CD port, the ones that I want. Christ, I've so, never mate. seen the Mega CD one. No, apparently I don't think there's too much in it, but there's more full motion video, more stadium sounds, and all that sort of stuff. So I'm I'm keen to give it a go. It's got pretty good reviews, to be honest. Pack it up, mate. Yeah, will do. <laughs> but on to, on to FIFA's opponent this evening. So, World Cup Italia 90. Um, what's your experience of this one? Not much until recently, whenever we were going to do the episode. And as I said to you before we came on air, mate, it, it reminded me a lot of, you know, kickoff. You know, Dino Dini's kickoff yeah. on, the, on the Amiga. That kind of, again, top down. But um, everybody had, like, Dark hair and their wee arms so you can kind of stick <laughs> it to the side when they about. Yeah, um, very, very basic compared to FIFA. Um, and again, as I said, it, it was only the the official game, as as we said, outside of Europe. It was you know completely renamed, no license, nothing. Yeah. So, um, if you take away the Italian ninety license, it's quite a bland football game. Yeah, I have strong, very strong nostalgic bias to this game. 
um, because before this I'd only played Micro Pro Soccer, which is a fantastic game, and playing it now it still plays like a dream. But uh, and Kick Off Two on the Commodore sixty four. So coming to this as like wow, and I was you know loved the Tello ninety as a tournament that you know one of my first to- well probably the first tournament that I remember watching and uh, massive nostalgia for that. So playing the game. Um, I loved it. I've got strong, really strong memories of just playing it and having, you know, you go through the full groups. The groups are, you know, drawn, so you don't go through the groups, unlike Euro 96 on the Saturn, where the groups are exactly as they are in the in the tournament. Uh, Italian 90 redraws them, so it's all completely random. And I had some epic matches on there. Um, used to not know all the tricks to get through the game, so used to try and get through it like without on merit. And some epic games. I remember the the one that I loved the most was when uh, I was in the semi final and uh, drew five all with the USSR getting a getting an equaliser <laughs> <laughs> in like the eighty ninth minute and uh, beating them on penalties and then winning against Argentina in the final. So it's just there's just something about it for me. I mean it's it's big dumb fun because there's no fouls in it. You can just keep hammering that A button and just absolutely poleaxing everyone. <laughs> All around you. <laughs> um, the goalkeepers are are beasts in that game, but if you if you cross the ball in, they fall to pieces. So that's 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 kind of where it falls down. I think it's just it's basic. But um, I was quite keen to see that. Uh, quite happy to see that Sega Lord X had some appreciation for it. As he was, he does this. He's done this video recently. Uh, small Mega Drive games, the so games on Probably. one megabyte, two megabyte carts, and uh, Obviously, no surprise, World Cup Italia 90 is on a one megabyte cart, given that it's so basic. And he, yeah, and he was saying he, he you know, oh, he wasn't, he's not, he doesn't know the nuances of football. He doesn't follow soccer that much, but uh, he found this really enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's right. I can totally, I can, I can totally see where he comes from with that. So yeah, that's, I've got, yeah, a deep love for this one. I know it's not the most well regarded, but uh, yeah, I know, you know, part of me wants to fight his corner. Oh, so with that in mind, who's who's winning this one then, mate? As much as I want to fight World Cup Italia nineties corner, I can't not go with the original FIFA. I played that game so much uh, when my brother got it, and we'd get we'd get mates round, and there'd be four four of us all sitting around doing a doing a tournament. And as much as I love World Cup Italian 90, as much as I have that nostalgia for the tournament, uh, as much as I love the as long as, as much as I love the music, uh, I've got to go with got to go with FIFA. Um, and how about yourself, mate? Ah, again, it's it'll be FIFA all, all day. Again, just again, it's a game I've played more. I think it's a game that kind of brought something new and fresh to the, to the video game kind of football market. So. Um, well, I'm not as much a fan of the of what they've become. Um, <laughs> where, they, where they started is is phenomenal. So, yeah, um, it's FIFA who shall advance in this one. FIFA gets the gets the easy win there. I think if we went to the CVG scores, I don't think uh, Italia ninety would have stand a chance anyway. I think that game got lambasted <laughs> when it came out, and FIFA FIFA was really like, well. We got it. It is, yeah. Although we could we could take a look at the CVG scores if we want. 
Daniel, not so much guys involved, which is. Let's let's no, have let's, a, let's, a let's, look and see. Let's let's do Italian night if Italian night is going out because we may have to revisit FIFA later. But uh, Italian um, ninety, Italian ninety, forty four percent in CVG. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't agree with that. I love that game, but uh, I think it's it's well, the first casualty. That's the thing with reviews, mate. If, if you enjoy it, that's all that matters. You know, it's like yeah. the the crackdown three scandal. You know. <laughs> I, I dare to say I enjoyed Crackdown 3 um, because it was essentially, to me, a, a reboot of the first game and I loved the first game. So, But didn't review well, but hey, I enjoyed no, it. So. I still need to play that. It's one I keep thinking I need to get onto because I loved the first game as well. I don't know. If, if it's just the first game, you know, upgraded for the next generation, I don't see what the problem was. Right, exactly. But time has moved on, mate. Good stuff, mate. So we've got a, a Sega Saturn derby next. Yes, International victory goal versus Euro '96. So victory goal, uh, known as Sega Worldwide Soccer Victory Goal Edition in the US. Ah, uh, big the first title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the first first instance I think there is of, uh, of it being called uh, Worldwide Soccer. But uh, yeah, I think I went into this one when we were talking about the Sega Saturn launch lineup because it was, of course, a, a launch game in the West for both the US and for the UK. And um, I do like this one a fair bit. Uh, very nice, uh, as opposed more in the Italian ninety sort of club than um, than the FIFA sort of realm. Is it's a very arcadey sort of game, um, but it runs at a really decent lick, uh, really fast, really fluid. Definitely runs at like 60 frames per second. Not fully 3D. I think the grounds are 3D. The players are all 2D sprites. Uh, a little frantically animated. Um, quite amusing to watch sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny little you know, quirks in how it plays. Uh, whacking it at the keeper. Sometimes you'll palm it out straight onto your player's head to just dink it back in. <laughs> But um, yeah, there's not much to it. That's the thing. There's only 16 teams, which uh, might be interesting when we talk about Euro 96. But what's your thoughts on victory goal? Again, as we spoke about on the the Saturn launch games um, episode, we did, you know, it was a game I remember Monko renting from Blockbuster back in the kind of early days of the Saturn. And I, it was kind of, it was big, colourful, bold football game. But it was, as you said, no thrills, mate. You know, it was just very arcadey rock music because you're, you're kicking lumps out of people, you know, very, very basic gameplay, just a lot of fun, just not taking itself too seriously at all. And again, a, a worthy launch title, you know, just to get a football game out there, you know, yeah. for, for mates to kind of play against each other. So I had a lot of fun with it, but at the same time, Euro 96 has also got a special place because it was part of my Sega Saturn bundle for, for my own machine. So, you know, it's ooh, split kind of. <laughs> yeah, I do love the music in it. I'm pretty sure it must be Jun uh, Suno who does the, uh, does the Sega Rally 2 soundtrack. He plays for the Crush 40. He does the Sonic Adventure soundtrack. It's just, just got that guitar sound right. to it. I'm not 100% sure it is him, but it's definitely got that sort of... If it's not him, it's definitely it's just a very 
Sega, very mid nineties Sega sounding game. Aye, aye, it definitely does have that sound to it. Um, you can turn the music off. It's one of those ones where I think as an, as annoying as the music can get, the game loses a wee bit of its charm if you turn it off because it's it's not <laughs> meant to be a serious football game where you hear the crowd and all that. You know, it's, it's you're kicking lumps at people and absolutely not getting pulled up with the referee. And it's like you know, no, nah, it's. <laughs> play on boys play on oh it's definitely it's definitely from like you know the the arcade like era of, of football games is it's what's the what's the uh neo geo one is it super sidekicks well, that one's absolutely oh, bonkers I, I, yeah those games I, it's definitely from of that ilk and uh i love I, it for it that's what i do it's, it's probably the most Arcade game on this list next to Virtual Fight, Virtual Striker. But yeah, I've got a lot of time for that one. But sixteen teams, not many modes. Um, but I think that's probably similar for Euro '96, isn't it? That's only got sixteen teams in. I'm trying to remember, because also it's just got it's only it's, it's, it's the official game in the tournament, so it's, it's literally there's, there's no qualifying mode in it. It's just literally yeah. the tournament. So I. Um, you can, if I remember, because I played it no longer. I played through it. I actually won Euro '96 with Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Who scored the winner? Sensational Ali McCoy scored the winner. You know, it's, <laughs> um, but I, it's you can rejig the groups. I'm sure you can shuffle the groups to make your own. Yeah, tournament I think you on, can. Or you can just play, you know, the actual tournament as it as it happened. But as I said, it's it's. I love that game because it was part of my bundle. Because obviously, as I said, the, the first time I played the Saturn was July 8th, 95, and my uncle got one surprise with it. And then I got my own Christmas 96. And my bundle was VF2, Sega Rally, Thunderhawk 2, Firestorm, and Euro 96 from Dixie's. Yeah. So um, I just played it a ton. And even when I back and played it, it's like, I, it's, it's not the greatest football game now, but. <laughs> It's, it's going, it's, I can't remember the name of the commentator, but it's like, Ali McCoy's! It's like, <laughs> get the case, mate. Tell me who the commentator was, because that's annoying. Who's... I recognise his voice. I'm just looking now. I've got I've got all the all the games next to me. But, uh, it was so not, like, it's not even shown yet. <laughs> no, it's, like, his, his commentary could be like really over the top for like something as simple as a throw-in. You know, it's like <laughs> the, the crowd noise for it. It was like if someone had a shot and the goalie saved it, it was more like, it was like, what is that all about? It's like, <laughs> the, the same sample, regardless of whether it was just past the post, keeper saved it, didn't they matter? It was the same sound sample. Um, but no. Nah. And all oh, the goalies love... had the same kit. Yes, they did. <laughs> Purple oh, and black. Oh, all the characters looked all the players looked identical, didn't they? Aye, aye, there was no way you were telling who was who was actually um, who was actually who. There was no likenesses, <laughs> no likenesses <laughs> at all in the the players in the game. But no, it was <laughs> it was good, good fun. Even even the stadiums, you couldn't tell. I'm trying to remember if it comes up at the start and tells you the, the venue for where you're meant to be playing, but the stadiums all just look exactly the same. But um, no, it's. <laughs> This is this is one I'd be very torn to choose between 
as I say, the, the commentator, I just annoys me, I can't remember his name, but... Barry Davis. Uh, that's about that's him there. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I had to look it up. It's not, it's, it's not in the case. It's not in the game. But, uh, it's not in the manual, but yeah, I had to search it. No. The, the commentary, again, at that time as well, it was probably the best football commentary you'd heard at that point. Yeah. You know, it was probably the closest to like, TV with it being a voice that you heard on Match of the Day and things like that as well. So, um, no, it's a, it's a tough one, mate. It's a tough one. What about you in Euro 96? Yeah, so I didn't play Euro 96 until I played a, a demo um, about a year or two into owning my Saturn. And uh, by that point, I think I played actual soccer two or three on a friend's PlayStation. So, to me, it felt like a step back. And, of course, I'd play uh, Virtua uh, Worldwide Soccer on the Saturn and owned it and loved it at that point. Um, so as much as I – I mean, I absolutely adored the tournament. I actually went to uh, I went to all the England games at Wembley when I, was, uh, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. So you've, very seen, lucky. you've seen Gaza's goal in the flesh? I was behind the, I was behind the goal that he scored in. Watching him do the dentist chair. Split loyalties in that one, mate, because <laughs> you know, on one hand it's my country, but on the other hand it was the guy who'd only been at Rangers for a for a year that yeah. and he scored into the Rangers goal at the time, Mandy Gorham. <laughs> so aye. Yeah. I don't know whether they can kind of laugh or cry at that one, to be fair. <laughs> it's one of my one of my favourite goals of all time. Just uh, oh. yeah, the little the little chip dink and the volley. Aye. Fantastic, what yeah. What a goal. Yeah, what a goal indeed. So, yeah, you'd think, given everything I just said about uh, Italian 90, that I'd have uh, I'd have that fondness. But for some reason, the game's just not quite clicked for me. Um, I think actual soccer itself have always. Because the shooting on it, you kind of have to, you press the shoot button and you kind of have to angle your play. You move the D-pad, don't you? So if you pull back while you're shooting, you basically just lean back and hoof it over the bar don't you so you, oh, it's, it's quite nuanced mate I've put a couple of shots outside the box for a throw in <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> so uh, aye the shoot is yeah. not not the, the most nuanced let's put it that way no I mean the presentation is absolutely immaculate it's absolutely yeah. gorgeously presented Everything just it's it really takes that official license and runs right. with it, and I think it's fantastic, you know, product of the tournament. I think just just on that basis alone, it really stirs up a lot of memories. It's just that actually playing most of it is because I'm just rubbish at it, and I've always been rubbish <laughs> at actual soccer games. <laughs> uh, the game's crap. No, you're not good. No, it's the game. It's all the game. Get good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, for this one, for this one, uh, I'm probably leaning towards international victory goal on here. Um, playing the two, you know, because I only picked up Euro '96 a few years back. I got it in a bundle, and uh, it's one that I like having because, obviously, as a piece of memorabilia for a tournament, wonderful as a game. Playing that and playing international victory goal back to back, definitely have more fun with international victory goal. See, I'm going to lean into your Italian 90 style, and I think the well, 
while we didn't have a great tournament and Gary McAllister is still a dick. Um, <laughs> um, Ali McCoy's did score a wonder goal against Switzerland. He did. That what tournament. a goal that was. Aye. Um, but I think, again, the fact that it did come with my, the Saturn that was mine um, is, is maybe something that hooks me into it a bit more. So I'm leaning more towards Euro 96 on this one. Does that mean... We're going to be here. Oh, we're going to VAR. We're going to VAR. <laughs> right. Hold on. He's checking. Euro 96. 75%. Go away. Go, I'll book you. Get. <laughs> Victory goal. 71%, which means Euro 96 advances to the semi finals. <laughs> <laughs> wow there we go ref's that's decision a, that's a controversial decision right there that's a, geez. and there's there drama go. already in the tournament VAR making itself known <laughs> <laughs> tickaboo son tickaboo tickaboo son <laughs> oh man wow so there we go yeah so uh, FIFA and Euro 96 our first semi-final Oof, there we go Whoa. so VER having its impact already then mate there we it go is. Uh, so the next the next the next match mate a couple of titans here <sighs> sensible soccer come on what are your where thoughts you, on this? <laughs> where do you start, mate? I mean, right, my memories of sensible soccer are obviously all based on the Amiga version. And for me, as much as this, you know, has a place on the Mega Drive, it'll always, it's like Turrican, although it came out in the Mega Drive, for me, it'll always be an Amiga game. You know, it's just yeah. it's one of those ones that are just it's synonymous with that platform. But I remember, obviously, you had to edit all the kind of names of the teams. And I remember sitting doing that um, mainly because if I remember you could create tournaments and I created at that time, the because it's based in the 92-93 season. So I created the first ever Champions League, which is obviously Rangers took part in. Yeah. Um, and we had Marseille, CSK, Moscow and Club Bruges in, in our group. So I edited all those teams and I did the other group as well, which obviously AC Milan were in. Um, I can't remember the other three teams in their group, to be fair. Um, but I remember as well, because of the way the, the kind of shadows and the way the players were drawn, Rangers' stock kit was just a blue top, white shorts and blue socks. Yeah. Which didn't look right, because our socks are black with red tops. So I discovered that because the players in Sensei had wee tiny black shoes on, their wee football boots, <laughs> if I made the Rangers' socks red... When you played it, it looked like they had black socks with, red, <laughs> with the red tops. So, and I made the sleeves white because Rangers had the the white Adidas equipment yeah. logos. So, so I just remember doing that and editing all the names, and I just used to to sit there and and kind of commentate along, you know, like oh, uh, Jenny, like Jenny McNee for STV at the time. <laughs> oh, so it's injured at now white to, to Peter Hustra. <laughs> It's like, it's Mark Hitley. It's like, so, sit, sitting there with my wee zip stick, 
you know, just reenacting these these games. Um, but I so so much fun with sensible soccer, and then obviously we got sensible world of soccer, which expanded on. I think you the manager mode in that as well. Um, kind of be bit of enhancement on the graphics and more sounds and stuff like that. But no, um, I, I've got such a insanely strong nostalgic warmth towards sensible soccer. Um, I just think it's an absolutely wonderful game with so many memories hooked into it. So that's that's my wee emotional outpouring of, of <laughs> for Sensei. What about yourself, mate? How does how does Sensei tie in with yourself? Yeah, so I didn't play as much of it in its heyday um, because it came out around about the same time as FIFA and because my brother and I were, we played a few of the EA, like John Madden, EA Hockey and all that sort of stuff. And because, as I said, the big two-page spread, the adverts, we went straight for for FIFA. Um, So I didn't actually play Sensi until, I think, early 94. So it came out late 93 on the Mega Drive. Um, obviously, it had been out years before in the Amiga. Uh, and a friend rented it from the from the video shop. I think it was like two quid to rent a game for a few days. And um, I remember, you know, coming from FIFA and looking at Sensi, it's just like, look, look, look at these tiny little characters. But, you know, as soon as, you, as, soon as we got our hands on it, it was magic. Um, and then I never owned it until... until um, a couple of years later until it was you know, dirt cheap. But the thing was about it is a few of my friends, quite a few of my friends did, and it would always go on always. Um, Cause we didn't get another football game until like FIFA 96, two years later. So we had to, we couldn't, I couldn't very much say, well, you know, guys, FIFA, can we have, can we have sensible soccer as well? And so you got your football game, major choice. <laughs> you stuck with FIFA and FIFA was fine, but, there's just the magic about Sensi. Just the way it's so quick. You know, I'm talking about how victory goal, you know, is rapid and arcade-like. In a way, it kind of feels like a, don't want to say a poor man Sensi, but very much Sensi is just the, the, the expert at how that sort of fast get play and the way that you bend the balls around, the way that you shoot, just the, just everything about it just feels so fluid and, and just pitch perfect. Um, and it's just absolutely timeless. You can you can pick it up and play it now. And the edit the edit mode, mate. Me and my mate spent so long editing everyone, putting the right names in. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I can remember as well that Stuart McCall wasn't ginger. Because <laughs> mind you could click you could click on their wee heads to change. Yeah, you their, could. Yeah, their, their skin color and their, their hair color as well. So yeah, you, to, you could go through and change everybody. It was so good, man. Skinning and, and kind of adding your own wee touches. And again, you'd never really had anything like that to actually go in and kind of personalize a football yeah. game as well. So, aye, um, aye, great fun, great fun. Yeah, I imagine that worked so much better on the Amiga because obviously on the Mega Drive you've got the pad, but I imagine mouse and keyboard. You could, you know, doing ten minutes what it take hours to do on the Mega Drive. Aye, zip stick over, hit hit on the player's name, type it in, enter, done. Next one, done, done. That was it. <laughs> Easy. Did a team in like two minutes, mate. Yeah, yeah, it took longer for that. Um, but yeah, I was, I was listening to our. Um, our interview with uh, with uh, Jason the other day, and I was just just couldn't help laugh at the uh, the story of your your mate that's coming in with the expansion disc, oh, with the overhead kit. 
honestly, I don't know where he is now and what he's doing, but this guy, if listeners, if you've never heard this story, right, in the last episode with Jason, it was, he sold, he sold flo- blank floppy disks in secondary school and he told people it was a cheap disk to add <laughs> overhead kicks to sensible soccer. Right? Of course, there was no code on the disc, so I just load it in and it adds, adds overhead kicks. I think he sold it for like 25p or 50p a disc or something like that. He must have <laughs> raked it in selling a pack of blank floppies. <laughs> I think it kicked his head in, honestly, but there oh, we go. What an enterprising young lad. But yeah, right. mate, Sensi is an apple. Obviously, both think very highly of it. But uh, it's up against, it hasn't got a cakewalk, I'd say. It's up against Virtua Striker. Uh, did you play this on release or did you play much later? I got this on import, mate, Virtua Striker mm. too. Um, on my, my Dreamcast one. My, again, a lot of my games that I got for the Dreamcast, um, for Charlie's, for CA games, was, was kind of like trade-ins. So yeah. I remember like, I got Crazy Taxi, I got it for 35 quid. Um, so I think Virtua Striker 2 was a kind of similar 35, 40 quid, which for an import game at that time was a good price. Yeah. And uh, I remember being really blown away by the, the visuals on it were absolutely stunning. You know, yeah. um, big, chunky character models, stadiums with flags waving, and, you know, the, the, the banners all around the edges, like Dreamcast logos, and, you know, was it Fujifilm and all these kind of different logos yeah. all around the edge? And it just looked completely looked, looked like proper football at that time. I was like, wow, this is just so much detail. The pitch looked great, everything about it. But the only thing I think that lets down Virtua Striker 2, and it's it's interesting that and you picked up that with sensible soccer, it's the fluidity and the speed yeah. that makes that gameplay. I think what can drag Virtua Striker 2 down is the fact that there's an element of almost lag to the input and the controls. So sometimes it feels as if there's a delay between you hitting a button and on screen doing something. And I think it's not a flaw in terms of like the conversion. It's more, that's the way the game is. That's the way it's built. It's meant to be played like that. Um, And of course you've got like the kind of the cheat goal, you know, if you cross it in, if, if the computer gets a chance to cross it in, you're, you're conceding a header. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's go, 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 go! <laughs> Commentator goes absolutely bananas. Oh, God. Oh, he goes absolutely... Go! <laughs> oh. Rainbow! Today's best goal! I just used the replay. Did it, did it, did it, did it. rainbow after the... Yeah, um... I got this. You see, Virtua Striker 1 was a Model 2 arcade game, wasn't it? And uh, I wanted that to come to the Saturn. Even though we had Worldwide Soccer, and Worldwide Soccer was amazing. Um, I wanted Virtua Striker to come to the Saturn. Obviously, never did. Then Virtua Striker 2 went to Model 3. So when this came out on the Dreamcast, I didn't get it on release, but I got it pretty soon after. Like you, mate, I got it on import. And yeah, the visuals on it are astounding. I think the, the thing with it is that I always find is that it doesn't play like any other football game that that exists out there. It's completely its its own thing. And um, it's kind of like if you play 
FIFA, and if you even to an extent, if you play, if you play Sensi, you can kind of chain passes together. You know, if you press and with modern FIFA, if you press pass and it's rolled into your striker, you can start holding down the shoot button. So when it lands, so they kind of one touch and, and levy it. Whereas this doesn't seem to have that sort of doesn't have that window. You actually have to wait until the ball is at your player's feet and that last impact is gone. And I think that's what you mean by the lag. That it does feel like very stop side. It feels very chunky yes. to play. Aye. Aye. It's you almost feel that you're fighting against it. Yeah. <laughs> you was. know, it's but again it's like almost that chunkiness almost makes it so much more rewarding when you score. Oh God. Uh, when I was when because when we uh, when I was playing these games for this, I started playing it and um, I hadn't played it for a while. I had two games without scoring, one where I lost one nil to Cameroon. I was just like, oh, why is this game such a pain? And then it clicked, and then uh, and then I was you know scoring and uh, getting a rainbow today's best goal, all that sort of stuff. Like, this game's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like one thing that there was a review and they slammed it they really ripped into it I can't remember who it was um, it might have been Edge magazine reviewed it and uh, they gave it a low it might have been Edge it might be Smith but the one thing I do remember is what they said about it is Virtual Striker 2 is not a football game Virtual Striker 2 is a beat em up where the goalies are the bosses <laughs> <laughs> That's, wow! I was, thinking, that's, I was thinking, I can kind of see that. Aye, because like, again, like you can like get booked for something really, really innocuous, but then you can like kick the utter dung at somebody to get the ball back, <laughs> and it just plays on. It's like really <laughs> very selective refereeing in it. Aye. Oh God, it's yeah. I think the Dreamcast version as well. You know, you got. I do like the arcade mode because, again, it's completely different to any other game on this list. You know, you've got that timed, and you only, and then you have got the actual extra modes. There's a decent selection of teams on there. It's it's especially if you play multiplayer as well. It's really good fun. Um, so, yeah, you can kind of see why, especially in Japan, they absolutely adored it out there. Given now, you know, it knocking Tekken Three off off its perch to be the most successful arcade game of that year it's no small feat and yeah you can you can kind of see that mm-hmm. ah they really did take to it and it's funny as well my, my team I always picked in Virtua Striker 2 was Japan because I loved the Japan kit at that time oh gosh <laughs> it's so nice um, and again if I remember in the tournament mode if you beat if you win the, the tournament you play that kind of special team with the yellow yeah. yellow and green kit yeah and they just I've never beat them no, I haven't either. No. <laughs> never and been. apparently, you can pick them if you beat them. Yeah, but oh, I've, I've never unlocked them. No, same. Solid, but mate. All the kits on there are banging, though. I've got to say, right. the the kits of that era, uh, pretty. I think they're pretty probably biased because what well, I would have been what coming up to uh, six, 15, six, 16 or something around then. Um, for like France '98 time and everything, and uh, I love all the kits in that, and they're. they're because it's a model free game, it's they're so bright and so Aye. it's beautiful, beautiful, absolutely beautiful looking game. One other week in a really clever kind of gameplay 
um, kind of trick in it as well is that I like the fact that you've got a very finite time before the game kicks off where you can actually change your formation. Yeah. So you, yeah. you can press the button to shuffle through a selection of formations, which I think is quite clever. Um, if, if you pick like Holland, like, they've just got like an all-out attack, like something stupid, like, was it fucking four one five or something stupid? You can just <laughs> yeah. have them set up. It's like we have no midfield. We're just going to have five strikers. <laughs> yes, you got a you are a Dutch. We're just going to come over here and just go to play five strikers. You should finish up the pitch. Yes, and go to which prizes, you know. Yeah. I just just thinking of hoofing it in that game though. It's just the sound, the sound and the feel of it. That's what I mean by it being chunky. When you when you press like the long pass, uh, <laughs> even if you tackle somebody, when they, <laughs> it's like that swooshing noise for a slight tackle, man. It's like <laughs> oh oh god, mate! It's absolutely superb, isn't it? Absolutely Aye. superb game. That's great fun. It is. So out of the two. Oh, there can only be one winner. I'm told, mate. Honestly, I, really? it, is a, it, is a, it is a hard one um, <laughs> because I enjoyed both of them so much. But again, if I'm leaning towards one, which I need to, um, I think, again, much like with Euro 96, there's just a bit too much of a, a nostalgic hook there. Um, and I think Sensible Soccer is just edging it just just over the line mate oh just over the line <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm going to go Sensi as well and because I think the immediacy of it you know Virtua Fight Striker 2 it takes a while for it to settle in and when it does it's absolutely magic it's a sensational game it's a beautiful looking game we just spent the last 5-10 minutes absolutely raving about it for a reason it's fantastic but Sensi you pick it up and it's amazing and you play it for 25 years later and it's still amazing uh, <laughs> so I think as much as I love Virtua Striker 2 on this one I'll have to uh, I'll have to give that one give uh, Sensi the nod to advance Sensi to the semi-final yep there we go so the next one is the the worldwide soccer derby it is indeed mate it's indeed so Worldwide Soccer 97. Thoughts on this one, man? Start, mate. Where do you start? <laughs> Worldwide Soccer 97. I mean, it's it's arguably the best football game on on the Saturn. Yeah, I don't. I didn't think 98 touches it. Is and 98 is good. Yeah. I just think 97's just got. Again, you can see the kind of almost the. It does take, I think, a, a bit of inspiration from the kind of virtual striker layout. It's got those kind of big chunky players, the big 3D arena. So you can see it kind of yeah. tries to to kind of utilise that similar kind of style. Um, I've not checked to see which one came out first, whether you know virtual striker came out in Model Two before World Wide Soccer '97. But um, you know, again, it's just. So so many options, so many teams. You know, you've got teams on every continent. You press the, the shoulder buttons to go through each continent. You've got so yeah. many teams to pick from. Um, and again, the gameplay on it is absolutely brilliant. 
Um, the scoreboards, whenever you score a goal, the wee animations. <laughs> yeah. There's so many of them. You don't. That's part of the fun of scoring a goal. You don't know what one you're going to get. <laughs> no, <It's> like, no. <laughs> that was almost a reward in itself for scoring a goal. Um, Some of them are so random as well. They're all I, over the place. I was like, Ones where like, there was like, a ball goes in somebody's mouth and he really spits it back out again. It's like, you know, goal! It's like, it's just, just honestly, um, I, but it's a damn good football game. Um, again, controls wise, it's not as clunky as like, Virtua Striker 2. It's not as immediate as, or, or as responsive as like a sensible soccer, but I, it's just, a cracking game, and again, whenever you score a goal, you do feel that you've earned it. You know, yep. it's it's like uh, really on it. It's if I had to pick one football game from the Saturn to play over and over again, it'd be Worldwide Soccer '97. I think it's an absolutely brilliant game. Yeah, I completely agree, mate, with everything you just said. Uh, I first played Worldwide Soccer Christmas '1996, so I got my Saturn '1996. And the first Christmas, I wanted Virtual Cop Two, which uh, which I got. <laughs> and uh, my brother, uh, he got he got FIFA '96 the year before um, for the Mega Drive. And uh, for my Saturn, he asked for a football game, which was Sega Worldwide Soccer '97, and it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. Uh, I hadn't played any. 3D football games up until that point, and it just absolutely blew me away. You know, I sit through that sit through that brilliant intro every time I'd put it on. <laughs> it was a brilliant guitar. Uh, again, that sounds like a Junsunui uh, little joint on that one. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, just the presentation is absolutely glorious. It's uh, really like, slick. It just looks like, a, you know, they, they I've put a lot of time. It's really polished, that front end. And you say, you know, when you scroll through all the different continents and you choose like six teams per like bracket, You've got all those options. You've got like, you know, is international only. And I think all of the games that we've got that we're looking at today are mostly international focused. But uh, yeah, even though there's, I think there's 48 teams in Worldwide Soccer 97, um, even though it's just international, you don't feel it because it just plays so well. And you've got, you know, you've got World League, you've got Worldwide Cup, and then you've got, oh God, I can't remember what the, it's going to bug me, but you get the other option, which is basically going through the qualifying round and then going into the Worldwide Cup afterwards, which I absolutely love that. Um, and I was really tempted to start that up again when I was playing it recently, apart from it takes up almost half your cartridge, your memory space on there. So, Aye, aye. Yeah, the commentary on it, you know, <laughs> is it good? Probably not. But, oh, mate, I love that commentary from Gary Bloom so much. Gary Bloom. <laughs> And he's going to let this one fly some distance. <laughs> no, the, 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 the best one was like, he cracked somebody like in a halfway line. Oh, that must be a spit kick. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's a halfway line. You <laughs> and then it was the most, he made Mark Lawrence seem enthused whenever you scored the goal. <laughs> because it's like, yes, let's look at this from another angle. Mm, yes, that makes it clear now. <laughs> it's like, yep. And really? another angle, and <laughs> another angle. Oh, <laughs> uh, so and uh, never you heard like I think that's what made Euro '96's commentary. You know, I think because Davies's commentary was a lot more enthusiastic because that was his style. Yeah, I think he was a lot louder, more enthusiastic. Where, where Gary Bloom 
wasn't particularly known for being one of these commentators. Like he's never going to hit Martin Tyler. Aguero, no. <laughs> you know he's, he's uh, never going to get to that level. But um, I. What did Gary Bloom do? Was he? Um, he was, was he a, football Italia? Aye, it was him. Yeah, was, Peter Brackley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I always remember Peter Brackley and James Richardson. We hand over now, you know, to to the commentators and how. Oh, thank you, James. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Is it Luther Blissett and... Uh, oh, God, Luther Blissett, yeah. Uh, Luther Blissett was always a cool commentator. Or Joe Jordan, with his absolutely brutal <laughs> Scottish-Italian accent. <laughs> well, thank you very much for bringing me here to talk about the Milan. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you famous? <laughs> He's Scottish. <laughs> Memories, yeah, really special that one. <laughs> it's that's the thing about these games; it just they just take you back to a certain place and so on. Aye, the the because of when they came out, you can kind of obviously the the era of football that you lived at that time, you played it is, is yeah. also entrenched in there. So that whole, you know, um, Italian football channel four, kind of like ninety four through to kind of ninety seven, ninety eight. You've you've always got that kind of hooked in there. Then you remember the kind of domestic leagues as well, and yeah. I just all the kind of moments that went on at those times. So I think that that adds to it as well. I think if you're somebody who's going to go back and play these football games now, and you're not an old bastard like us that was alive <laughs> whenever these tournaments and whatnot were happening, then you can maybe take a more clinical look at them. But I think yeah. you get so much in the background to yeah, with them. That's it. <laughs> baggage, mate, baggage. My son saw me playing Worldwide Soccer 97 the other day um, and uh, he came in and went, what FIFA is this? It's not even FIFA. You should you should see what FIFA looked like back then. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure uh, Worldwide Soccer came out around the summertime 96 and there was something I read back then that said that International Superstar Soccer 64, which came out at the end of 96, was influenced by Worldwide Soccer. Um, because they'd, ISS 64 was the very first 3D polygonal ISS game. Obviously, you had uh, Superstar Soccer Deluxe and Superstar Soccer on the SNES and, Snake and Mega Drive. Um, which, you know, if that's true, you kind of trace that back. You know, Worldwide Soccer influenced that, which grew into... Pro Evo and all, all of that, so it may have a, a massive influence, which I think it's probably very unfairly uh, forgotten about these days. Outside a very, you know, anyone that put any sort of time into it, like myself and you, can't stop singing its praises enough. Um, it's unfortunately, I think it's just unfairly forgotten now because, like, like a lot of Sega Saturn stuff, unfortunately, mm. uh, it's, uh, it's definitely one of those games that. As you say, if you were there and played it, it's got a, a very, you know, there's a lot of affection for it um, because at the time of when it did. But no, Small yeah. Soccer 97 is, is absolutely, it's, it's the, the best Saturn football game by far. <laughs> it sounds like you're already, if it, if it meets Euro 96 in the final, it sounds like a done deal. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Well, we waxed on about Sega Worldwide Soccer long enough, mate. Should we talk about Sega Worldwide Soccer? <laughs> I think we could put some uh, Eurobeat on here. Deja yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, with 97 done, uh, Sega Worldwide Soccer 2000 and Euro Edition to be specific. Because I think the, the there was the usual Worldwide Soccer 2000, and then this, and then this. Fred's people call it a, a stat, a, an upgrade, but I think it's a fairly substantial one, isn't it? I, I mean, again, what we're looking at the Euro edition here, which obviously you know has got the kind of the the club teams and whatnot in there. I mean, I always remember about this this game having a really really nice cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the case was beautiful for it. Honestly, that white cover with the. I look at that. I, that's a, that is a lovely, lovely game. That, that case is great. But um, I, it's just, um, it, it's got the name, it's got kind of the club teams and obviously the visuals are better, the commentary is better, as we mentioned, Peter Brackley and James Richardson, they're both yeah. in this. Um, but at the same time, it's just, it feels a lot more, I trying to hate the right word, hollow compared to Worldwide Soccer 97. The animation and the way the players move doesn't quite feel natural. It's like their spines are made of like this rigid shape. <laughs> like there's, there's there's no, for the technology in the Dreamcast and whenever you look at like Virtua Striker 2 and the way the players move and the way that they're drawn, this definitely is a downgrade to that. But it's a, it's a good football game when it's on right, but when you're putting it up against Worldwide Soccer 97, it's it's very, very difficult to pick it over it for me. Yeah, so obviously the the history with this one is it goes back to Silicon Silicon Dreams, doesn't it, who developed it, uh, who developed a, a really, really fun little football game called Olympic Soccer on the, on, the, on the Saturn and PlayStation. And there's a charm about that game because it's all flat-shaded polys and uh it works really well um i i actually really like it uh, and then they used that engine obviously they did full texture maps much better looking characters for world league soccer uh, world league soccer 98 uh what was what came to saturn and playstation wasn't it, it came to play it came to saturn um and that one you know again that played well not quite up to worldwide soccer standard on the Saturn, but still very good football game in its own right. Had an enhanced port on the PlayStation uh, for 99, so World League Soccer 99. Uh, and that's who Sega passed the worldwide soccer license to. So obviously in the end, you're not playing worldwide soccer in effect. You're, you're playing, you're basically playing Olympic soccer slash World League soccer, just with a different branding. Aye, it's it's a kind of bait and switch similar to football manager and championship manager. Oh, it is, yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously, championship manager, the name carried on, was given to IDOS and they made a whole new game with that, that name. But, you know, championship manager lived on as, as football manager. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of similar to that. But unfortunately, while championship manager, as it was known, lived on, as football manager, Worldwide Soccer did not live on in another guys that was lost after Worldwide Soccer 98. And as we say, we were just left with this imposter 
shall yeah. we call it? <laughs> um, and it sounds like we're being really harsh on it, but it does, uh, and it does play well. I mean, playing it on a HD display, it looks absolutely lovely, um, and it moves at a really nice. Like you can tell if you're coming from the Saturn games to this. You can tell it's six, full 60 frames per second. It doesn't move. You've got the massive full 3D station, stadiums. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, and it plays well. You know, it's it's a load of fun. Um, there's quite a lot of nuance to it. But uh, it's just, just missing the magic. And as you say, mate, it feels hollow compared to, compared to, to the nice. worldwide soccer. The 97 and 98 mm-hmm. for that matter. Mm-hmm. No, I agree, mate. It's just, a, it's not bad. It's responsive. You know, as you say, it's fast. It's 60 FPS. It's razor sharp. I was playing it, you know. I had a wee game of uh, AC Milan versus Juventus and I sent you the clip when I was, yeah. I was doing the, <laughs> the football Italia intro. I scored a bicycle kick. I can't mind who it was. I think it might have been Shevchenko scored it. You know, I'm giving it loudly. But <laughs> it's, there is a bit of fun to it, but it's got the name, but it doesn't feel like worldwide soccer. Yeah. You know, so I think, yeah, hollow's the right word for it. So when it comes to our verdicts on these ones, mate, I don't think there's going to be any surprises. For me, Sega Worldwide Soccer, 97. Uh, easy win over 2000. It's the, it's the more, more iconic, more polished, just more fun, playable, solid game. Uh, so that gets my vote, and I imagine you'll be leaning the same way. Yes, mate, it's a clean sheet for Worldwide Soccer 97. No problem at all. An easy tie <laughs> flies through to the to the semi-finals. They're running away with it. <laughs> Worldwide Soccer 97 progresses. <laughs> Setting up a tantalising semi against Sensi. But uh, so Worldwide Soccer 2000. Uh, do you want to know the CVG score for this one? Let's go for it, mate. 75%. Really? Since it's going out, yeah, seventy-five percent. So that was similar to what was the other one? So we know what Euro ninety-six got, also seventy-five. Um, yeah, we didn't do Virtual Striker, did we? That went out. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Where did yeah. that get? That one. I tell you what, mate. If if we went to VAR for Virtual Striker versus Sensi, I think there would have been a lot. It might have been a, a lot of angry listeners. <laughs> so you remember, you remember, uh, you remember CVG, right? CVG mm. used to do percentages, and then I think there was, there's still percentages in where I've sourced these scores from. But obviously, it's moved. It's moved on to when they used to do. Do you remember the high five? High Ashley. five. <laughs> <laughs> so Virtual Striker two. Got a high five from CVG, I... which translates to obviously 100%. Just as well we knocked it out then, eh? Yeah, they called it. They called it the crazy taxi of football games. Well. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, just as well you did it then. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there you go. So yeah, if if if, if well, you, you were split on Virtual Striker two v Sensi, mate. If it went to VAR, we we would have been seeing Virtual Striker two in the semi final. Jeez. But yeah, we have got a, a nice set of uh, a nice set of semi set up there. FIFA versus Euro ninety six, Sensi versus Sega Worldwide Soccer ninety seven, and uh, should we take this time to go to a, a nice little musical interlude, mate? Mm-hmm. 
It's the half-time whistle, mate. It's the half-time whistle. <laughs> we've we've breezed through injury time and we've come to half-time. So what have we got music-wise then today, mate? So for our listeners, we've been talking about Sega Worldwide Soccer. Um, we've got to take music from a game from this list. But it's not quite Sega Worldwide Soccer. This is the intro music from Victory Goal International Worldwide Edition. That's the Japanese version of Worldwide Soccer. It's the intro music, but with lyrics. Enjoy, listeners. <laughs> cool. That was the sensational vocal intro track from Victory Goal Worldwide Edition. It's time to football it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's too good, mate, honestly. I mean, you posted that on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. I remember you sending it to somebody. And, uh, yeah. It's just brilliant, mate. Blowing. No, because I um, when I was getting my lots from, uh, from Japan, uh, and one of them came with loads of the of the victory gold. Obviously, the series is called Victory Gold in Japan, so they came with a load of those, a load of those. And one of them was this worldwide worldwide edition. Um, so I put it in, uh, and I was thinking I'm going to sell this because I've got Victory Gold, I've got Worldwide '97, I've got Worldwide '98. I don't really need the rest. Um, and that intro played. I was like, I'm keeping that. <laughs> <laughs> Shelf, you go. Yeah, it's uh, it's <laughs> identical. It's it's exactly the same game as Sega Worldwide Soccer '97. Just um, just a different name, different title screen, slightly different intro, and that and that song. And I thought, oh, right, I'm keeping it. Obviously, you know, it's just we were just singing the praises of Worldwide Soccer '97. After how much I love it, so now I've got both. I've got it for a lot actually. Got a lot of Japanese and Euro versions of games that I just. That I've just got a real fondness for. Um, yeah, I do. I do love that sort of thing. But anyway, mate, that's me waffling on about <laughs> Victory Gold Worldwide Edition. <laughs> we have a tournament on our hands, mate. Two semi-finals for big, big names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
as we said, FIFA versus Euro 96 and Sensible Soccer versus Worldwide Soccer 97. So getting us underway in the semi-finals is, of course, FIFA versus Euro 96. So obviously, you know, we've kind of talked about all the games as we've kind of been through the tournament here, but let's kind of, rather than rehashing the ground we went over and kind of get over each game again, maybe discussing... I think the merits of each game over the other in this one rather than kind of try to do like a mini review again because I've just been yeah. repetitive. So, you know, FIFA and Euro 96, you know, separated by a few years, separated by a console generation as well. So yeah. does the move to 3D give Euro 96 the edge over FIFA? Do you know, think? you really could argue that it does. One thing that's quite interesting about it is as I said in the, just now when we were talking, you know, in the previous round, FIFA versus Italia 90, the thing that tipped, you know, FIFA over the line for me, uh, got the injury time winner, if you will, was just how how realistic it felt at the time. That that realism, the player animation, the the, the sounds, the, the sights of the grounds, you know, the, the um, dot matrix display and all that stuff when you score a goal. There was just a real authenticity to it and that's what elevated that's why my brother and I plumped for FIFA over Sensible Soccer back in 1993 and that's why as much as I have that fondness for Italia 90 it was that authenticity and that realism to say well to FIFA that meant that I put FIFA before Italia 90 so if you look at FIFA versus say versus Euro 96 which one's the more authentic well Euro 96 has the better technology. You know, it shows how quick technology was moving back then. Just just three years apart between those, and you're going from these isometric 2D graphics with, you know, there's some excellent use of the, of the Mega Drive sound chip there to replicate those stadium sounds. But uh, you go on with the full commentary and, and the sound in the in Euro 96, full full 3D visuals. The camera, you know, you can swish it around, you know, as you're playing. Um it's pretty astonishing. Uh so if you if you if you're looking at authenticity, the big thing that FIFA that original FIFA had in its back pocket, uh I think Euro ninety six actually edges it out in that respect. Mm. Yeah, the the jump to another generation definitely takes it on. I think the thing is is that while yeah, there's the authenticity aspect in Euro '96 because of a the the license, you know, b the fact you can play the actual tournament as it existed yeah. at that time, and you can also mix it up as we said. But it does it has authenticity due to a license, but it doesn't have I think the authenticity in terms of how it looks. The grounds are all very generic, they're not, and obviously FIFA on the Mega Drive and the Amiga didn't have any identifiable stadiums, but I think the stadiums felt more alive on FIFA, on the Mega Drive yeah. and the, you could pick out people, you could see like different people wearing different clothes and it was, okay, it was very basic little kind of hand-drawn 2D characters kind of things, but yeah. You know, there was somebody with a red jumper, a you know, person with a yacht with an orange jumper. And <laughs> the first keep... person I thought of was the guy in the red jumper. The red jumper. <laughs> Everybody goes to the night. So, you know, and Euro 96 has just got like a, a texture that's meant to look like a mass of a crowd. So it 
kind of loses a wee bit of that kind of immersion. You know, maybe authenticity is not the right, the right word, but the immersion of it, I think, is lost. Whereas I think FIFA, FIFA feels very enclosed. It feels like the stadium's on top of you. Um, I think rather than like your night six feels very wide open and quite bare at times. So um, I mean, I think I'd be I'd be hard pressed to to separate them. Yeah, um, I know exactly what you mean about Euro '96 compared to FIFA. There is there is there's something raw about FIFA. Without it's quite interesting. There's an irony in this, isn't there? There's an irony in the fact that. Out of FIFA versus an other football game, FIFA is the one that has got absolutely no license whatsoever because all the Aye. players are all the players are made up. You've got you've got international teams in there, but Euro '96 has got the official stadium, as you say. I think I think you can identify some of them, but um, there's definitely you know the the. I suppose I don't want to say primitive 3D visuals, but the early 3D visuals do make right. it hard to identify. And as you say, the looking at the crowd, they are just kind of textures on that block compared to right. some really nice looking sprite and background work on on, on FIFA. Um, so it, it kind of depends what you want um, out of the two. So I think they've both got elements of authenticity over each other, which are both when you put in these two games against each other, I think they're they're the two. That's the main driving point. But when you take that away and look at how they play, FIFA feels like the more the more fluid one to me. Albeit it's a lot more basic. Would you agree? We was, as we were talking about the the nuance in the shooting in Euro '96. Aye, I think if you go down to sheer gameplay alone, then I think FIFA would would definitely trump it. I think that the control mechanism on it, the the shooting, as you said, the fact that you can kind of time those first time shots edge of the box and yeah. you know the thing in FIFA you can't be whatever you, you know see with FIFA and that's the thing with a great football game is that see whenever you hit shoot and you time it and it leaves your players boot you know it's in right yeah. <laughs> and you know yourself I always used to love it whenever you would smack one first time in, in the first FIFA and like the goalie would dive but you know it, it would dive after it's passed them yeah, like, like, like the, almost like the goal he's doing it as an afterthought, you know, like the TV save attempt, and then yeah. you give you guys away, and he's giving it all that, you know. Oh, oh god, yeah, the, the, end, the celebration. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, he's away to the halfway line, and you know, and I just think that aspect of it, the crowd reaction as well, whenever the. The, the goal hit the ball hits the net. You actually hear the goalie's body thud on the ground as yeah. well for it, you know. And then he's away. And and then the you're crowd away. erupts, don't they? The crowd erupts yeah. when you score. So Euro '96, there's again very, very generic um, kind of sound effects. You know, very basic sound effects for, for as I've said, each thing like. Like if there's like a shot that goes narrowly past the post, it's like, it's like, you what? So again, I it's you had that step up in terms of the the visuals because of the generation, and maybe that kind of initial 3D buzz of it was all as as good, um, and then you've got that kind of you know authenticity with the license, but I don't think you have the immersion. As I say, Euro '96 does feel very bare and wide open, whereas I think FIFA feels more enclosed. It feels 
you know, definitely there's more immersion to the football experience, I think, on, on the first FIFA. And I think it's kind of testament to just what a great job EA at that time, who are EA now are unrecognisable from, from the EA back then, you know. Yeah. Um, they did such a great job. So I can see merits for each game progressing to the final, but um, I think I have decided on my winner on this one, mate. Yeah. Um, the way that you're describing it just now in the immersion and everything, um, I think, and this has only just occurred to me now, just thinking about the two games back-to-back, Euro 96 feels like you're watching a game on the telly. The presentation on it is is great. You know, skipping through the menus, the, the graphics, the UI, you know, all very, very slick, very nice, very authentic. Uh, and then you've obviously got the um, the commentary as well which really emerges you. Um, the crowd aren't quite as raucous on Euro 96, are they? Which I think is what takes away some of that immersion. But then it does make it seem more like you're watching a game on the telly <laughs> than watching a game on the stand. Mm. FIFA, on the other hand, despite being that isometric view, it feels like you're sitting in the stands while you're playing that one because the crowd is so loud. But when you, when you, when you have a shot and... Uh, and the keeper say, it's like, you know, you're talking about when you miss on Euro 96, it's like, oh, but on, on, on FIFA, it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's phenomenal what they do with that that Mega Drive sound chip to get that sound on there. It's unbelievable. Aye. So, I mean, the, the, the kind of crowd effect as well, we always, always laugh because, and again, I always think, like, Scottish football grounds, I think... One of these things, whenever you, you watch kind of like Premier League games, it always baffles whenever you watch like kind of big games in the Premier League. It's almost, the, I, I don't know if it's because of the way Sky presents it. I've never been to a Premier League ground for a Premier League game, but the, the crowd doesn't seem as loud. But like if, if I think like, like, like any like your kind of big Scottish teams or big games, like, like for Rangers, I played Celtic or like, against Aberdeen or like your big games, Hearts and Hibs and stuff like that, but your derbies, it's like, if you listen to whenever the chance gets made in a, like a big game, I love that whole initial, like all is one inhale before the <laughs> ball. Because you, everybody stands in unison as the ball because it's, oh! Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and then his limbs go everywhere. Yeah, and yeah. I just, and I think FIFA, to be fair, came closer to capturing that that kind of that stadium sound as you said it feels like you're sitting in that corner of the ground yeah. looking up the pitch the guy played. in the red jumper yeah the guy in the red jumper <laughs> mate there you go you know so I um, I think uh, I, I think I have I've picked my, my side on this one mate yeah go on and mate uh, who have you picked for this one uh, I think you know after a, a closely fought battle in extra time FIFA has narrowly taken it for me yeah, when I sized the two up, uh, and as I said before, I, I, I picked international victory goal over Euro 96. And uh, for this one, I, I don't think I can not go with FIFA. Um, I think it's the better playing game of the two, um, which is bizarre when you think about it. This is a FIFA game winning on gameplay without official licenses. I mean, this is upside down world territory, isn't it? <laughs> and mate, that's why we wanted to do the draw. 
Yeah. Because we wanted this to be completely random, and that's why rather than just coming in and going, so we've put this game against that game and that game, you know, we had a bit of fun. We had to draw at the start um, because we, we wanted to, to kind of just throw things in the mix, and it's worked because, as you said, we've got a game here, you know, which has become a global phenomenon, an absolute behemoth which has kind of been bastardised beyond all recognition really with <laughs> microtransactions and each Ultimate team. Aye. I'm going to have a video where I open a pack. It's like, <laughs> I got 98 Ronaldo. It's like, <laughs> like who cares? Kick a ball. <laughs> it's like, um, and here we have the most basic entry-level FIFA ever. The first ever FIFA and it's it's progressing. So, you know, to the final. To it. To the final, mate. FIFA's in the final. I will say, mate, you know, we're talking about Euro 96 must have been, yeah, 96, wasn't it? It was out in the summer of 96. Yeah, May 96, yeah. Yeah. Uh, FIFA was, I want to say, September 93. So less than three years between the two on one console generation. So that's, you know, as much as we say, as we're talking about the atmosphere and everything between the two games, the technological jump between FIFA and Euro 96 there is pretty spectacular. Now, compare <laughs> compare FIFA 23 to FIFA 21 that came out <laughs> on the Xbox One and PS4. It's basically the same game. <laughs> aye. aye. The only time a new FIFA looks like spectacular is when they show you somebody up this close. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, look, you can see the sweat on Mbappe's face. Aye, but when you're playing the game from normal camera, you can't see the yeah. sweat on his face. It's like, there's no yeah. difference in detail. I think, was it like, was it last year when they did FIFA 21 or 22 um, on the next-gen systems? And um, the Digital Foundry guys, you know, obviously they do great work going like into that much detail, but they were getting to the point where they were just talking about the player's hair. That's right. I, Alison had this big quiff. Yeah. Like, oh, look at the individual strands of hair on on Allison's head here. That's like, yeah. but you can't see it. <laughs> I know it's. I mean, it's it's impressive stuff. Don't get me wrong, but you know, compare the jump from the Xbox One PS4 era to the Series X to PS5 era to that jump from FIFA FIFA ninety, the original FIFA to Euro ninety six or any of those. You know, that generation is unbelievable. The jump that there was back then. That was truly the definition of a generational leap back then. Do you remember was it World Cup 2008 on the Xbox 360? I think Ronaldinho was on the cover and the big thing was sweat. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody looked like they were they're walking out for the game start and they're all like sweat's pushing at them. It's like they all look like pure tanned and all glistening. It's like Soul Glowfy coming to America. Like... Oh, do you know the, the the last football game I was really impressed with? I remember, and I bought my 364. It was FIFA 07. I bought my free, so I had FIFA uh, FIFA 06 on the original Xbox, and uh, yeah, this is the thing. I bought my Xbox 360 for FIFA 07 because I wanted a football game, I wanted the latest football game, and I wanted the latest console to play on, and. Um, I think I've told the story before about how I bought it at work and I had to go straight to White Hart Lane to watch Tottenham play. And it was in the back of my car and we didn't get home until half 11 at night and I cooked it all up, connected it all for the first time. My brother was trying to go to sleep because we were, you know, um, 
I don't think we were sharing a room. I think he was, he'd moved downstairs, but I was showing, I was like, look, son, son, look at this. Zooming into uh, <laughs> Jermaine Genius's face. Go, look at him. Look how really looks. Look how sweaty he is. <laughs> I, I remember as well, I, was it FIFA, FIFA 06 I had, or the 360? And I remember, like, obviously, um, Rangers had Dado Pursuit. I remember like, Dado had a big ponytail, yeah. big Croatian striker. It was like, oh, He's got his ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I played online on that. Again, a wee slight tangent here, but I played online on that. And I remember I, I played against a guy uh, who went Chelsea. And this guy, like, commentated as a fan. Right? <laughs> so, but like, so we've got, yes, here we go, limps, a junk call, go to the eye. Right? And you know all that. So, like, literally, um, he went one no, I went one nil up. Peter Lovencrans are scored me, right? So I'm like, ah, just keep keeping quiet. So right, Chelsea, <laughs> keep it cool, Chelsea. We're in this, it's only one, right? I swear to God, right? He's he's like talking away in my ear here. This mad Chelsea fan. And uh equalises with drug boys like, oh, do you drug ball gets it level against the jocks and all that he's keeping <laughs> <laughs> So, <clears throat> so uh, I guess they like the last minute. And uh, Love and Crans whips a ball in, big dando purcell with a header, and off the other side of the bar. And he's like, fuck off, you do <laughs> <laughs> So, why just couldn't beat Chelsea in the world? He's like, <laughs> it was amazing. I'm just sitting there like that. Oh, she's amazing. She's oh. Like, but this guy was proper comedy value. To be fair, he didn't quit. He let the results stand. I thought it was going to rage yeah. quit on me, but uh, it was just so funny, mate, that he, he was. <laughs> Just commentating like, as a punter, like, oh, so so funny. One of my favourite online memories. So, what was that they used to do on Sky? I don't know if they still do it. Is it the, the fan commentary? Fan was it? Oh, fan, fan zone. zone. Aye, that was yeah. brilliant comedy. <laughs> was, how they never ended up hooking each other at one point, no one. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> Always loved watching the uh, the Arsenal fans when they lost. Mr. Buck. A precursor to Arsenal fan TV, but <laughs> 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 oh, but oh. Anyway, that tangent aside, mate, we have a doozy of a semi-final here. Two absolute titans in this semi-final, mate. Since <laughs> sensible soccer versus worldwide soccer '97. <laughs> I'm not going to be funny. When we first picked out the eight games, I think these were probably my two favourites. Um, mm. We'd have loved to see them both in the final, but I suppose that's the randomness <laughs> of the draw, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I love all the football cliches that we've managed to get in here, by the way. The two teams who deserve to take their place in the final, only one can make it. <laughs> it's not. It's like the hot and cold balls, mate, that they have in the uh, in the FA Cup draw, which is why it's why it's why Arsenal and Tottenham have never been drawn to play a final in the FA Cup. They've played, they've played something like seven or eight semi-finals against each other. I mean, the odds just don't stack up. It's definitely, it's definitely a fix. <laughs> well, the thing with this one as well, mate, it's actually eerily similar to the semi-final we just had. We've got, you know, two games separated by a console generation. We have, yeah. You know, um, and while... Well, my soccer wasn't a rival to Euro '96. You know, FIFA and Sensible Soccer were very much the proverbial, you know, rivals at that time. So, 
Again, not to kind of do another review of him because that would just be us kind of repeating what we've done already in the previous round. But again, similar kind of conversation to the last one. You know, Worldwide Soccer 97 is a far more advanced 3D game yeah. than, than Euro 96. Sensible Soccer, on the other hand, has probably more quick hit arcade style gameplay compared to FIFA, but doesn't have the level of immersion that FIFA did in yeah. terms of realism. So similar tie, but coming at it from two very different angles. Yeah. And the generational jump, I mean, we were talking about just now how the three years and one console generation made a massive difference to, uh, <laughs> to, you know, FIFA to Euro 96 Sensible Soccer, obviously, the Amiga original was, what, 92? Maybe 92, even 91? Yeah. Um, 92, pretty sure. Yeah, uh, obviously, it came out came out a year later on the Mega Drive. Yep. And uh, Worldwide Soccer 97 came out in 1996 on the Saturn. But they looked like even further apart in terms of their visual makeup. I mean, Worldwide Soccer 97 is much more polished than at least visually you know we talked about the presentation and everything about the about euro 96 the actual graphically and um when we're talking frame rate image quality and everything like that not worldwide soccer is a noticeable step up um so you've got two other ends of the spectrum here i think it shows again that console divide how how huge it how huge it really is at that time um so it's hard to compare these because unlike unlike FIFA and Euro 96, which had a lot of commonality to them in that they both strive for an authentic simulation style experience. These, I don't think either of these either go for simulation style experiences, but neither of them are quite the same in the way that they attack kind of the gameplay or arcade style offering either, are they? Mm-hmm. They're very different. I, I mean, like if you look at like Victory Goal, Victory goal is like what you would in obviously Virtual Striker 2, those are bona fide arcade football games. Yeah. Um but what well, we saw connect seven and Sensi didn't I they're kind of a middle ground. They are easy enough to pick up and play that they could be looked at as maybe being more arcadey, but they're not as in depth and complex where you would call them simulation football games. Yeah. So but at the same time, both can be picked up and played, but both have a level of depth hidden to them that when you master them, they become even more enjoyable. You know, it's yeah. like Sensible Soccer had, you know, some people called it a cheat, but it wasn't easy to pull off. Where, and I don't know if you could do it in the Mega Drive, but you certainly could on the Amiga, and I could only do it with a zip stick. Where, see if you were losing 1 0, right? Or draw nothing each, and you're in the last minute. See if you could get the ball onto the right hand touchline where the halfway line meets the touchline. Yeah, if you could get right on there and angle your player towards the top left hand corner as you're looking at it and hold the, the, the shoot button and flick back on the stick and after touch it, you could actually bend a yeah. shot to what and see if you pulled it off mate or oh, scenes like if you're playing against a mate <laughs> and you did this it was absolute scenes but it wasn't something you could do every single time maybe somebody couldn't they might watch this or listen to this and reply and go i could do it every time well good on you <laughs> um but there was that kind of a bit of depth to it obviously you got to know the angles you could beat certain goalkeepers and you know went to add after touch and things like that um and again, like World Wide Soccer 97 as well, 
Um, if you wanted to come at it in terms of just slight tackle, kick the ball up the park with big hoofs and yeah. you know, <laughs> try and get the goal that you parry it and then just knock in the rebound, you could do that. But if you wanted to get the ball down and pass it about, you know, and check back and spray a pass across and play it out wide, put a cross in, go for the header, you could play it realistic as well. So yeah. both have a level of depth to them that I think neither FIFA nor Euro 96 actually had. So yeah. we, we just said FIFA had a lot of immersion, but does it have the depth that like a World Week Soccer 97 does? So it's... Yeah, I think with both FIFA and Euro 96 and pretty much all modern football games as well, when you're passing it about, it's almost on autopilot because you pass and there will always be someone to latch onto. You, you hold the stick or the D-pad in any direction in any of these games and you, let, you don't lay it off strictly in that, that direction. You pass it off, you know, it kind of homes in on the nearest the nearest player on your team, doesn't it? The funny thing about Worldwide Soccer in Sensi is that neither of them do that. Uh, when I was playing Worldwide Soccer the other day, it had been a bit of a while since I played it. And I was shocked when I sprayed a pass. as I like, oh, put that forward. There was no one there. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you're just put, playing the ball into numbers. You, you really, and it's the same for Sensi as well. You really have to think and be aware of where your players are. There's no, it doesn't, it, they're I... both very easy to pick up and play, but they do not hold your hand to do, no. you know. I do think stuff. how many times in both Sensi and World Wide Soccer 97, if you knock a ball into space, it becomes like a like a a fifty fifty. Yeah, you, know, it does, yeah. Like, you end up you oh big you, you run for it and it ends up a like, kind of slide tackles coming in and blocks and you actually need to fight to win back possession from a pass that you've tried to play into space. Yeah. So you know neither of like your ninety six or FIFA had quite that element of like you played a ball into space because you're trying to be clever and it didn't work. So you, yeah. <laughs> you, need, you need to fight to get it back. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh, so I definitely, oh. definitely a level of depth to both games. There is. Um, now, in terms of content, you probably do have to give the nod to Sensible Soccer. Just the embarrassment of riches when it comes Aye. to modes, customization editability. I mean, obviously, it's got club teams in there as well. As we've said when we were doing you know, the mini review just now, you can edit them all. Uh, create your own cups, your own cups. It's, right, it's, it's all it's, it's endless, whereas Worldwide Soccer 97 has a decent amount of content for an international-only game. Decent selection of teams um, and some, you know, it's got the, as I said, the World League, Worldwide Soccer Mode, Worldwide Cup, which is basically the World Cup Mode, uh, exhibition, penalty shootouts, all that sort of stuff. But they're very, you know, predetermined, like defined modes. You know, they're kind of, they're extremely well done, but there's not much, by the way, a customization like you've got with Sensible. So in terms of content, I'd probably have to give the nod to Sensi mm-hmm. on that one. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Right, Sensi has got a, an embarrassment of riches when it comes to, yeah. to content, you know. So, aye, what about soccer is very much set. As the name suggests, Worldwide Soccer, it's an international football game. Sensi having the clubs, as you said, that customizable kind of side of it as well. So I think this this isn't going to be quite as cut and dried as the other semi final, mate. No, I don't think it is because, on the other hand, 
um, stepping away from gameplay, but in terms of not even visuals at this stage, because you know, visuals is slightly unfair because we're talking about a fourth gen versus a fifth gen game. But presentation wise, uh, Sensi does suffer a bit. And obviously, we're talking about the Mega Drive version here. Um, now, I do love the um, the little tune that plays when you're in the menus. Do 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 do. Well. Mate, <laughs> it was sensible world of soccer. Well, yeah. And it was the Amiga version. <laughs> I'm afraid that I'd be picking my winner already because you're a ghost and superstar hero. <laughs> uh, that's why well, I was very ca- very careful just now to say we are talking about the Mega Drive version. Yeah, um, and it's all the sensible soccer, which on the Mega Drive was called 9293, if I remember as well. So it was sensible soccer 9293. There was a cover with Rude Hullet on it, was or not? I'm sure I can um, remember that. It was a was that a European release? I, I remember I'm, seeing that cover. He's in his Holland strip. I'm not sure. Do you know? I don't remember seeing that. The one I've got, if I just take it out here, is the one with just with the football one. And this is European Championship Edition. Right, aye. Uh, and I think that was the update. So the one that you're mentioning there might have been the earlier version. Right. There was there was the Euro. I don't know what the difference is between the two. Because I've only ever played the European Champions Edition. That was the one that we rented from the video shop back in the day, and that's the one that I've got now. Um, But yeah, it does... uh, Presentation-wise, it suffers a little bit. I do like that tune, as I said, but it's a bit bare bones. The menus are very... Even by Amiga standards, they're very basic, aren't they? It's just coloured rectangles. You know, just... Aye, with a cursor round it that goes down. It's nothing <laughs> nothing special, mate. It's, yeah, know. it was. Mm. Yeah, and I love the worldwide soccer music on there. Worldwide Cup, World League, England versus Germany. That's right, World League soccer. <laughs> even even the sound of selecting stuff. Boop, 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 ding, boop, ding. Aye, that's right. Aye, then. Aye. So, aye, the presentation of Always Soccer Night 7, as we said before, is, is is pretty special. It's a really, really polished game from, you know, intro to title screen to menus, everything through it. It's just, you know, it's before you even kick a ball. You're being entertained by just this lovely, fluid, colourful presentation. So, yeah. I, I I can't pick between them, mate. I really, I'm struggling. Mate, it comes down to gameplay. Mm. And, oh God, it's so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> They're both quite, Sensible Soccer is definitely the more fluid of the two. The easier to pick up. <clears throat> um, but Worldwide Soccer... Uh, because it's the newer game, it's slight. It's got slightly more. I don't know if you could say it's more deep. If it's more complex, the way crosses and everything work, you've got so many more options, or at least it feels that way. I, I, I don't know, mate. <laughs> this is a really tough one. Oh, it, is it? Is it? Hold on. Are we? Do you think? Are we going to VAR for this one? Should we go think? to VAR? Both oh. of us are undecided. <laughs> VAR time. Right, let's go to VAR. Consult the CVG scores. Italian 90, FIFA International Soccer. Sensible Soccer. Ooh. 
with a whopping 94% in C, V, and G, computer and video games. It's a classic on the Mega Drive. So what did Worldwide Soccer get? <laughs> right. Okay. And this is, as we said before, there is a technicality here, and CVNG did switch to the five-star oh. system. <laughs> Sega Worldwide Soccer being one such game to get a CVNG high five. So oh. with a hundred percent translation, that means Sega Worldwide Soccer edges out Sensible Soccer to make its way to the Sega Guys World Cup final. Oh my word! That's that's <laughs> right now. There's like. Probably trash being thrown at the screens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people, people, are fr- people are throwing their phones while listening to this podcast in disgust. Wow. Well, I, I couldn't, I couldn't split them. That was no. If you're asking me to pick two games, two football games that I played the most in the '90s and had the most fun with, Sensei and Worldwide Soccer '97, is those two games. Yeah. So. Uh, I think we had to go to VAR, mate. It was yeah, no, I think so. Um, no choice. Similar for me, I didn't play as much since he growing up, so but I do appreciate it. And part of me thinks, head thinks, maybe since he edges it just a little bit in the uh, gameplay department. But Worldwide Soccer 97 is probably my most played football game of all time. So Hart said, "Since Worldwide Soccer, I couldn't, I couldn't pick between them." I had to. I had to go. We had to go to VAR, mate, and CMVG with their with their change in scoring system translating to a hundred percent. Is it an injustice? It's just. This is just the way that the cookie crumbles. Well, mate, that's the thing with VAR. They've drew the lines. Yeah, his, his armpit was on side, mate. That's... He's given it. He's given it. He's pointed to the spot, and the players can't believe what they've seen. They're surrounding the referee, protestations everywhere. <laughs> oh, a few oh, bookings well. to our listeners are piping up saying, oh, Sensi has sacrilege, how can you not have Sensi in a oh, while? But... Well, I have to admit, for a second, I thought it was shaping up to be the classic final, mate. It was FIFA versus Sensible Soccer was shaping up, but, you know, VARs intervened and. There we go. Yeah. Since it's been 1993 all over again, mate. Oh, I know. i just been pipped at the post. <laughs> pipped at the post. <laughs> oh, man. So the final then it is indeed FIFA International Soccer versus Worldwide Soccer 97. Uh, so, obviously, again, we don't want to kind of rehash things. So I think the way to possibly handle this final would probably be in terms of rather than reviewing the games, maybe talking about what each game meant to us. Yeah. Right. Um, And which one, if we could only pick one that that we could, if we were only allowed to play one of these football games again, which one would we go for? So, obviously, you know, FIFA, Bobby Soccer 97, Games that were both owned. Obviously, I had it on the Mega Drive with FIFA. You had it on the Amiga. You had it on the Mega Drive. What What's the kind of the personal angle on this? And which game immediately do you go to and think emotionally, you know, 
time and that kind of nostalgic feel do you think does it for you the most? That's a very difficult question. Um, more difficult than it should be when you position it like that. As I said, FIFA International Soccer just felt like, a, you know, I was coming from Italia 90 on the Mega Drive. And at the time, I think we were gearing up for World Cup 94 USA, which was coming the next year. Obviously, you know, that was going to be a, a World Cup without England, which probably made the tournament a lot more enjoyable from, <laughs> from my perspective. See, World Cup 94 is still my favourite World Cup. Um, yeah. I, I watched Italia 90, but I have more vivid memories of USA 94. Um, and again, I've told the story in the Game Gear episode, I watched the World Cup final in 94 yeah. on, a, on a Sega Game Gear. <laughs> you know, I watched Roberto Baggio miss his penalty for, for Italy against Brazil <laughs> on a Sega Game Gear with a TV channel. <laughs> so, you know... Um, there's that kind of angle to it, but I it's it's just trying to decide which which yeah. one has that more emotional hook. Yeah, so there is a lot of emotion tied to international soccer for me for FIFA because yeah, from the very beginning, you know, this is so iconic, really. Because and it's quite different to all the other FIFAs. You've got the the foosball table that starts off with, with there with the sound effects that come off there and then the boom boom and it's. <laughs> And uh, those sounds are <laughs> ingrained in my psyche because it got played so much. 1993, um, as I say, my brother got it either for Christmas or his birthday, and it, it was rarely out of the Mega Drive for, you know, there'd be other stuff that were going, but it was, we'd played football games, but nothing quite like this. And as I say, we had friends over um, who would, uh, and we'd have huge tournaments with like all the, um, with, you know, you could control whichever team you wanted, um, put a number of us in there. So the hook on there, we didn't get another football game until FIFA 96. So for two years, that was our main football game. Um, and we played sensible soccer in between and loved sensible soccer in between. But the tie to FIFA international soccer is so big and it's just very, very, important defining game for that era for me i uh it really defines that sort of as i say world cup 94 um and it was kind of fifa 95 came after which was a definite improvement but we did get that so yeah it's it's very important to me but worldwide soccer on the other hand as i said just now that's a game that's probably the football game i played most out of anything and again that's Three three years after after FIFA, uh, got that for Christmas, and my brother did, and that one again was the game I most played football game. And unlike 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 FIFA, other football games came and ga- came and went. Um, there was uh, we played the demo of Euro '96. We played actual soccer. Added as power soccer, ISS '64 all the other games and all the other platforms. Um, and Adidas none of them. Power Soccer. Jeez, I remember that. I know. <laughs> oh, if you think you put your mind back to 1996, 1997, there were so many football games out there. It was unbelievable. It just seemed like there was just non-stop football games. You had, you had the actual soccers. You had FIFA. You had ISS. You had Worldwide Soccer. You had Adidas Power Soccer. Um, and you had all the weird and wonderful ones. You had that free Lions game, 
which was the England game, which is absolute <laughs> bobbins. Uh, what else did you have? If you look, if you look up like nineteen ninety six, nineteen ninety seven football games, there's so many of them. But for me, none tops worldwide soccer ninety seven. Um, so, from a personal perspective, I'd probably say worldwide soccer ninety seven edges this out. How about yourself, mate? I, I mean. Looking at it again, it kind of try to take it on a personal level and which one I've got the most kind of attachment to. With FIFA, it was a case of, again, I got the conversion on the Amiga and I had the big box version of it, which was kind of, I had a, a fair amount of big box Amiga games, but most of my Amiga games that I got were from the Barras in Glasgow. So it was the market. You used to basically go up and it was like a, a pound for your first disc and 50 pence for every additional disc, right? So <laughs> we do not condone piracy on the Sega Guys Retro Report. <laughs> but um, I had a few big disc, uh, big box games. I had like Monkey Island 2, Shadow of the Beast 1 and 2, Turrican 2, Speedball 2, Xenon 2, Alien Breed Project X, um, Pinball Dreams. Had a fair few, but majority of my games were acquired through friends at school with the wonders of X copy and yeah. obviously um you know the barras and in that regard I had access to a lot of football games so you know um, Manchester United in Europe which I think got a Mega Drive release under a completely different name I, 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 got, I, I, got two actually got uh, yeah so European it goes converted to the Mega Drive as European club soccer right. and then it was taken to America on the Genesis as um <laughs> as world championship or world club championship soccer or something right. along those lines, so it got it got localized again. So right, yeah, right. I mean, I had, I had that. I had kickoff too. I had sensible soccer. I had uh, sensible world of soccer. Um, so there was an abundance of football games on the Amiga, um, but I didn't really start having like friends over and playing against people until World Soccer '97. And the person that always played uh, World well, we Soccer 97 against the most was always, was always Sam. Yeah. You know, the, the legend that's mentioned on this, uh, my best mate at the time. Um, well, I'm still one of my good mates just now. And we used to either take my copy of his or just to come to mine and play it. And it was just so much fun playing those two player games and just randomly picking teams, you know, either having games where one minute you could be kicking lumps at each other and just long balling it or... On the other hand, you could have these really technical games that were dead close and <laughs> you were passing it and trying to really play a proper game of football. And I didn't have that way with FIFA. FIFA for me on the Amiga was always like you'd looked at friends who had Mega Drives and you all know my story about not getting a Mega Drive and getting uh, an ST and Amiga. But I'd seen all the previews in the magazines. I'd seen it on Games Master and I, I wanted to play it. And it was great to get it on the Amiga, but maybe it didn't quite have the same feel as it did on the Mega Drive. It was a good port, as I mentioned before, slightly duller colour palette, as I've mentioned before, but um, it didn't quite have that feel. So if we're going in the final here for emotional hook and nostalgia and what the game means to us personally, then um, people are going to think this is the biggest Sega guys fix in the world. <laughs> the Sega guys pick a Saturn game to win. <laughs> Shocker. Um, but it's entwined with that kind of mid to kind of late 90s um, 
great friendship, great system, great game, great times. I can't, I can't pick anything else but Wall Way Soccer '97. Yeah, and I know you said that. Yeah, it's predictable that the Sega guys choose the Saturn game, but <laughs> it's it's done completely on its own merits. As I said, the 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 view was I still can't find the article, but the view was that this is inspired. You know, some of the most iconic football games that there are, um, and you know. C and VG score high five. <laughs> it means, well, it's 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 not a mugs game. It's um, it's obviously very well regarded, and for both of us, we both have that that personal affection for it for it coming out for our favourite games console. FIFA, as I say, has got a special place for me. Um, I just looked at the uh, the Amiga box art just now. You're saying that you had the big box. Yeah. I love that it's got in there. Brought to you in association with Adidas Predator, and it's got the Adidas Predator logo on That's there. Right. As well. it, That's oh, right. it's just. I look at that and I think, oh, that is just such a product of its time. That's wonderful. <laughs> but it was great the way that you took the kind of white sleeve cover off, and it was this lovely black box with a kind of texture on it. It was really, really nicely done. A lot of the Amiga big box games, to be fair, were. Um, again, <laughs> whenever I moved out, my mum's in 2008, and obviously moved in with my now wife. Um, but I didn't even think to, to take them with me. I binned them. <laughs> like, and apparently, like, the Shadow of the Beast 2 box with a T-shirt. I never wore the T-shirt. I just, apparently, that goes for <laughs> stupid money. I was like, you're sitting on a gold, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I um, think all the... Mega big box stuff goes for silly money now. I mean, I'm looking Aye. at this. I'm looking at a FIFA box now, and it's going for twenty five quid. Smell than I think I'd be paid for it. Be <laughs> good <laughs> for like a tenner at nine ninety nine and <laughs> like games win in Partick or something. It was just, I crazy, absolutely crazy. But I'd, I mean, I don't know what kind of Turrican two and the Shadow of the Beast two kind of box sets go for. I said I had the one with the t shirt. I never ever wore the t shirt. I left it sealed in the box, but. Mm. Um, I had a fair few, but I more like soccer '97. It's just there's too too much in terms of life attached to that game at that time. Um, so it's, it's not just been picked because of that. It is an absolutely phenomenal football game, and it deserves yeah. to win on that merit. But there's just something special about that time that that helps kind of just elevate it to champion status. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. It's it's just it ticks all the boxes for me because graphically it's extremely impressive for the Sega Saturn. You know, when you start it up and you have that, you know, it's it's introducing the game and it's going around the stadium. You can see the full 3D stadium. Unlike Victory Goal, the the players are all fully 3D polygonal players that are extremely well animated. Um, Not the most fluid game these days, but I think it's a solid 30 frames per second. No issue at all with how, how it plays. Uh, in that respect, and the gameplay itself is is fantastic. You can do so much with it. Uh, the presentation, as we said, gorgeous, superb intro, especially the Japanese one. <laughs> um, the menus, just so slick and so polished. The game modes, it's. I could we could probably do a whole episode about Worldwide Soccer, mate. But yeah, I think I think the fact that when it when it Pipped sensible soccer in the semi-final. I think we we knew which one was going all the way. Aye, it was the heavyweight favourite started to assert <laughs> its dominance in the it in the did. competition. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, I think that brings us to the end of our Sega Guys World Cup football special. Um, 
it's been an absolute blast as always, mate. Absolutely loves chatting, football games, football banter, and patter on here with you. It's uh, it's been an absolute joy, mate, and um, I'm sure I'll I'm hope our listeners enjoyed it as well. Hope so, mate. Uh, it's just, it's always great, as we say, because you know we're talking about these games that came out at certain times, and as we said, we were we're that old, you know, now that we can sort of. <laughs> tap into some of these tournaments that, that these games were, you know, brought out on as a kind of backdrop of. So yeah. aye, it's been a blast, mate. Honestly, it's been it's part of the fun of doing this show is that we don't just get to talk about kind of games that we love, but we get to kind of reminisce kind of good times and share memories. And I think that's hopefully a lot of what makes our show kind of what it is and why people tune in is that they, they, they get to enjoy a wee bit of banter, a wee bit of games, and, and just us basically sitting here like two misty idle bastards, basically. Yeah. Oh, it's just looking at the looking at these just now, mate. We've got the entire nineties covered from Italia ninety to Euro two thousand. So we've got the beginning and the end of that era, um, which is lovely, and also also makes me kind of sad. <laughs> Bring us, take us back to the nineties. Oh, when... <laughs> what an era! <laughs> Especially for footy especially for footy. Great tournaments, iconic shows, iconic players. Oh, brilliant stuff, mate. So over to you, listeners. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you're enjoying the World Cup as it is in progress at the time of that this is being shown. Obviously, it's not in progress at the time of recording, but uh, but it's all in full flight now. Um, what's your favourite football game? Is there any that we've missed out? Are you angered by the injustice of sensible soccer going out in the semi-final? <laughs> Please get in touch, but don't, don't if you're too angry. We don't, we don't want the abuse. <laughs> Hi, if you're watching on YouTube, Please leave the comments, but keep them respectful. <laughs> I meant to say, mate, before we started, I know you've got your England shirt on because obviously England are in the World Cup and we'll be hoping that they do well. And, you know, for as, as a friend, I'm hoping yeah. that you enjoy the tournament. I don't have a Scotland top, so I found this navy blue t shirt to try and represent <laughs> Scotland. <laughs> you know, I, I stopped short of a soul tire in the background, giving it freedom. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, so I. No, I, I hope the tournament goes well for you, mate. Oh, thank you very much, mate. We'll see. Um, at the time of speaking, we've just had a really poor international period, so I'm not holding up much hope. But first game was today, so I think by the time that this airs on Radio Sega, we'll at least have some sort of idea of how we'll perform. But hope our, our audience are enjoying the football tournament. Uh, and yeah, please get in touch. Let us know your favourite football games. You can catch me at Swooper underscore D. You can catch James on Twitter at the Sagaholic. You can catch us both at Sega Guys. Until next time, stay retro, stay Sega, and we will see you on the Sega side. Sega!